I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. It is showtime, folks. Just like that old-timey creep just yelled at us. And as we know, and as Queen told us, the show must go on. Ever wonder where that phrase came from? Well, according to Eric Partridge in his 1977 book, The Dictionary of Catchphrases, the phrase, the show must go on, originated in circuses of the 19th century. If an animal got free or someone got hurt, the ringmaster and the band would make sure the crowd didn't panic by keeping the show moving on as smoothly as possible, believing that, quote, it is a point of honor not to let the other players down by deserting them when no other study understudy is available. And honor is spelled with a U, so this all comes from British nonsense. So, the show must go on. Please feel free to file all of that under, hey, Tommy, no one gives a crap about what you're talking about. That, Tommy, is me, your host, Tommy Mess Third, a.k.a. Tommy Handsome, a.k.a. the King of Diminishing Returns. And I would like you to sit back, relax, and now lean forward and tense up for another episode of the Next Reel Saturday Matinee, our weekly show 
show where the next real team gets together to talk about news reviews, new trailers, play a game I design that surely won't work, and have the hotly debated weekly list challenge. Is it weird that I'm getting winded? <clears throat> But I shan't take on this harrowing task by myself, for I am joined by two other ringmasters who will keep this show afloat even when and not if I pass out and fall off the yoga ball I use as a chair. First off, please give a warm TNR welcome to the always wonderful Chrissy Lenz. Hello. Yes, you shan't. You shan't need wor- needn't worry. We are here to keep uh, to keep it rolling. Shan't needn't worry. I think you put me back into worrying with that <laughs> yes. with that double. That's that's uh, that's fine. And in the third but not least ring, please give a warm welcome to the always bearded Rob Cabasco. I appreciate that. I would like to know more about these utter studies that you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> the utter studies. The it's utter all cow related. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. How does, okay, we'll talk about it's it. A, after. It's a bunch of side. It's like a far side cartoon. It's a bunch of cows like dressed up in, in scientist clothes. <laughs> Outstanding. Saying something weird. And everybody, this is an extra special episode because it's the last one of season five. That's right. After all of this, uh, all of the Sat Matters will be curling up for a short summer's nap for the month of July, but we will be back and better than ever in August. And will there be some really big changes coming down the pike? Probably not. All right. So, guys, what have you been watching is my first question. Is there anything that you would like to get off your chest? I went to see an Elvis movie on the big screen. And I also saw a John Wayne movie on the big screen. Not, not the Elvis movie. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't think that was an Elvis movie. Oh, gotcha. I saw blue Hawaii and uh, I, I also saw stagecoach stagecoach. Wow. Elvis stage isn't coach. in stagecoach. Oh, you from, said there was a John Wayne one. That's right. Yes, I already lost stage track. Stagecoach with John Wayne from 1939, which is our Father's Day movie treat for my father-in-law. And okay. then uh, my mom's birthday gift was to, we went to see Blue Hawaii at the Majestic uh, in Chandler. Do they always show old movies or is this like a Fathom Events thing? It's... A, it's seasonal, but they do like whenever like holidays come around or if they can pair something old with something new that's happening, like like they're showing face off on 35 millimeter later this week. Oh, cool. Um, and stuff like that. So they they try to um, mix the old with the new. I assume the Elvis thing was because of the Elvis movie that's coming out. Yeah, right. I've never seen an Elvis actual movie. What are they oh. like? They're good. They are bananas i'm actually like i'm noodling with the idea of doing a podcast where i just recap elvis movies for people (laughs) because they are all bananas like in this one he's a soldier returned from war who doesn't want to work for his parents pineapple company and his parents are from the american south but they live in hawaii and he is of course a rock and roll singer who just wants to be a tour guide um and usually there's some element of hidden treasure (laughs) i like to think that when people were writing Elvis movies, <laughs> they just had a billboard of like a profession. Oh, a, right. Like a, like a Mad Libs kind of <laughs> yeah, a thing. Exactly. <laughs> they just like yeah. throw a dart. He is a rodeo cowboy who is uh, <laughs> uh, working at a fat camp and there's hidden treasure in the old West, which is the plot of uh, tickle me. <laughs> Are you, is that a real movie? That's a real movie. Yes. <laughs> You That's amazing. It up as you went along. What, and then is he always singing to like an audience or is it a musical like he's just singing his thoughts by himself? How do they shoehorn he, in the music? 
it's it, he's always singing and everyone knows it. So he's not like singing <laughs> quietly his inner monologue. Right. Like he's just okay. like every once in a while, it's like it's been a minute. Should Elvis sing? And they're like, we, he should. He should. It's actually a plot point in Tickle Me that people are too distracted by his singing. He should stop because they need to focus on their weight loss. Sure. Oh, <laughs> were these <laughs> films big hits? Do you know when they oh, came out? Yes, they were yes, enormous because he was just the biggest star in the world. Wow. Yeah, and he's Tickle um, me. yeah, it's they're very interesting and and fun. But like, and Angela Lansbury plays his mom in Blue Hawaii. Oh, oh well, right. worth seeing. I kind of want to listen to your podcast about <laughs> recapping these now, and I'm okay. going to start a podcast that just relates to movies involving pineapple factories, and they can sort oh, of good. be like sister podcasts. Yeah, we'll do a um, we'll do a bunch of crossovers. Yeah, I saw in the theater Jurassic, the new Jurassic World, because I'm all a dinosaur head, and I thought it Jurassic. Yeah. I was very very sad. And they, I don't know what happened. And I made the mistake of going back and rewatching the first one, like a real dummy, before I went. And that's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, because the first one is so, is just perfection. And then mm. this la- latest one, they don't care about dinosaurs. No. Half the movie is about locusts. Have we already, well, I guess we've already talked about this. Anyways, Rob, how about you? What have you been up to? So I've been getting caught up. Uh, by the way, thank you for filling in for me. I think a little few weeks ago when I was yeah. uh, deep into my COVID spell. How are you uh, feeling, and what were your symptoms? So I'm good. It was. Uh, it went very quickly from positive uh, numbness in the throat to two days of flu, two days of a offensive cough. Ooh. That was one of those coughs that your your course was sore for like a week afterwards because you had coughed so much, and then. Fortunately, that was it. I'm vaccinated. So, you know, four days of that, I'm sure, was was due to that. And then uh, about a week of what I would like to call sporadic narcolepsy, where <laughs> you would literally like I, there was a moment last week where I was typing an email and halfway through the a sentence in the email, I just went, yeah, no, no. And I got up and went to bed for two hours. Like <laughs> that was it. Like there were moments where your body just went, no, we're done now stop what it is you're doing. We're wow. done now. Go, go to, a, go to the bed because so, you just couldn't keep your eyes. Like, what is that? It's, it's this whole feeling. It's a full shut off. You're, and I've heard a lot of people who've talked about this, who've had it like that fatigue. They a lot of people call it fatigue. It's just this full on drainage of energy. And you just have to close your eyes for, for an hour to, to two hours. So fortunately though, this wow. week is better. I'm back in the, the place of my business, of my, my day job and everything is, is going well though. During that time, I did get to watch. I did do my homework from Sat Matt from a few weeks ago. I watched Red Eye, which was uh, <laughs> uh, Rachel McAdams, uh, Cillian Murray, Murphy, Murphy, right? Murphy. Uh, it was okay. It was, it was oh. fine. I, I thought it was okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was a little bit. It was a little craziness. I did finally get to watch No Time to Die, which <gasps> um, turns out No Time to Die. Uh, which I did not know that. I guess I had heard that and I hadn't watched that, the James Bond film. So anyway, that's interesting. And that's and spoiler, but if by this point, if you're not spoiled, too bad. But what I have spent for the last two weeks is really getting caught up on small screen stuff. Uh, we finally finished up Stranger Things, which season four is unbelievable if you're into it. It is absolutely masterfully done. We'll talk more about it in trailers. I have my trailer for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finished up Obi-Wan. Which uh, Kyle and I just recorded an episode of uh, Curiosity Codex to talk about that. I, you know what? This was a show that I think a lot of Star Wars fans are looking forward to. I was looking forward to it just as much. I enjoyed it. I thought there were moments that were beautiful. And I thought that there was insanity that 
they, I don't think they know what they're doing. Um, if I, what? if I could give a spoiler to that, what, what is it like? Okay. What is it? When I grew up, uh, uh, impaled by a lightsaber to the chest meant instant death. Sure. It no longer means that. What? And it doesn't not just mean it like once or twice. It means it repeatedly in the show. And you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, so things are different what now. It, what I, does I it lead to? It. Just an offensive cough? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, an, oh yeah, basically two days of flu, two days of cough. No, it's, it's that the inexplicably people survive and they come back for another day of, of meandering and stuff. And I, and I might be too harsh on it, but I will just say, and listen to that episode. When that episode hits, you want to listen to it because we do a whole thing where we talk about that, comparing how the nostalgia of Obi-Wan Kenobi is treated compared to Strange New Worlds, which, spoiler, I think Strange New Worlds is one of the best shows right now on anything, period. And it is phenomenal. And you're just seeing two different franchises treat their nostalgia in two different ways, breaking rules and conventions. One of them is succeeding at it. The other one is not. What's Ooh, Strange New Worlds? That was great. What's Strange yeah. New Worlds? And Strange which, New Worlds what's is Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Is the uh, six part limited run series featuring Ian McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi from the the prequel series. He came back. He came back. Oh, he's, I'm really he's, out of it. He's playing it again. Hayden Christensen is back playing oh, Anakin in 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 a in some flashback sequences and Darth Vader. Um, it's telling the story of what happens between Episode three and Episode four. So. There's that uh, strange new worlds is the star Trek show starring um, Anson Mount playing Christopher Pike, who is the captain of the enterprise before James T. Kirk. And that is that it goes, James T. Kirk's dad. No, that uh, can't no, no, be right. No, no he's, I, he's Kirk. The, I figured that out on my own. <laughs> well, but there is a Kirk in the show, but uh, that's a spoiler Ugh. that, you know, you'll, you'll want to watch the show, but okay. it's, it's basically them in this reimagined enterprise that there is a reason why it doesn't connect, why it doesn't seem to connect to the other original enterprise, but here's the deal. It doesn't matter. It's a gorgeous show, gorgeous sets, fantastic cast. They're telling already amazing stories. Seven, seven episodes into the first season. What's it on? Uh, Paramount. That is on Paramount plus. Got it. Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi is on Disney plus. A lot of All pluses. Right. A lot of pluses. Yeah, I don't have either of those. What is Paramount what Plus? <laughs> no, I'm going to stop asking rudimentary questions. <laughs> no, Paramount, yeah, yeah, well, Paramount Plus is the, is the, what was it? CBS All Access at first. Mm-hmm. And now it's the place you go to watch NCIS's and, oh. and other CBS programming and Star is, Trek. Is that what The Good Fight is on? Yes, the good fight is on. Paramount oh, Plus. so I have watched it when it was CBS All Access. Got yes. it. Okay, there you go. I'm all caught up. This is great. There you go. Strange new words. I already forgot. World. Strange new worlds. <laughs> do you guys? Speaking of pluses and streaming things, do you guys still have Netflix? Do you do yes. ever have Netflix? You do, Chrissy, yeah. Rob. Answer I the question, do Rob. because of Stranger Things. But I will tell you, when Stranger Things is over, oh, I may not have Netflix it. for a while. Yeah. Really? How yeah. come? Price it's hikes? the most expensive. So here's the for me. I'll just say for me. It is the most expensive of all the streaming services I I have, and I have most of them. Um, and it's not exp- most expensive by a little bit. It's most expensive by a lot. And I I really, as much as I love their documentaries and I've loved Stranger Things and Haunting of Hill House, it's not enough. There's just too much other content in the other places. Like between Paramount Plus for me, between Paramount Plus, HBO Max, and Disney Plus, I pretty much have everything I want to watch. What about you, Chrissy? 
I, if they get rid of the Great British Bake Off, then I'll get away from Netflix. But as long as they have that, uh, that sweet, sweet baking content, they've, they've got me hooked for life. <laughs> got it. I just asked because Netflix is currently in a little bit of a tailspin. You know, they, they lost subscribers, as everyone knows, for the first time since 2011, I think. Um, and they've fired another 300 people. Just, I, I think, as of today. Spoiler Gee. alert. Uh, and so they are really sort of cracking down. And I knew a lot of people. I used to work in a nonprofit that I work for still. We used to be uh, paired up with Netflix. And so I wonder if any of them are still there. <laughs> so sad. And Netflix is uh, handling this by worrying about the probably the most important thing, password sharing. Oh, Netflix. Adorable. Yeah. They're cracking down. This is a story sent in by Papa Pete Wright. Um that they're cr- trying to crack down on passwords and they're starting it in like Peru. That's where they're rolling it out. And it's going terribly <laughs> because they're saying that you're only allowed to use it in a household, but then there are members of households that leave said house and are allowed to still use the account, but they're in a new location. None of it's really working and no one knows how it's going to work or how they're going to figure it out. So I think Netflix just maybe needs to stop buying every single thing it sees and then canceling it in season two. Before we move on, what is, if you had to pick a favorite streaming service, what is it? If it's the one I use most often, then sure, Hulu. Yep, I don't. It's not my favorite though. Like in terms of use usability, and but it's just it's what I use the most often. Yeah. I think my favorite is probably Apple Plus because I I like their shows the best. Yep. Are you watching Servant? No. What's that? The M Night Shyamalan. It was one of the three flagship shows on Apple Plus, I think. Or I'm getting everything wrong. Again, no, it's it like was. a horror was. series yeah. starring no. Rupert Grint. He was the big name. Oh, and apparently yes. it's supposed to be insane that people are raising a doll as like a child or something like that. Right. Yes, I, I don't I have, have Apple Plus, that. so I haven't. Okay. Rob, if you had a favorite, what would it be? See, now, okay. Interestingly enough, it'd be YouTube. Like I could not get, a, I could not huh. stop using my YouTube premium account because when I sit down to rest at my house in my easy chair and I fire up my Apple TV, the first app that always gets launched is YouTube. Really? And I and I check out various channels that I love. I subscribe to a whole bunch of different things. I love the fact that I can, you know, I, I not only are there no ads, but then I like the fact that I can listen to my ASMR videos at night when I'm trying to drift off and into sleep. Um, Swedish candy, everybody. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so, what? so there's that. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a whole, the, you, if you know, you know. Um, now, if the one, though, <laughs> what's the one that I've gotten the most entertainment value out of? It'd probably be Disney Plus because... Not just to the movie library, but there have been some amazing shows. Like, I mean, between WandaVision and yes, and there's been some great Star Wars stuff, but you know, like Loki, like there have been things I have really, really enjoyed. And especially when they brought like the first run content or movies and stuff that they've, they've brought onto the service, I have really enjoyed that. So it would be like if you said, which one can you not get rid of? For me, it would, it would start with YouTube and Disney Plus. Got it. I know which one my favorite is to laugh at. Because it's so terrible and so broken, and it finds new ways to break worse every time I use it, and I find it weirdly hysterical. AMC Plus teamed up with Shudder and BBC something and something else, and they said... Look, we're awful. This wasn't part of the sales pitch, but they obviously knew they were in trouble. They were like, look, we're awful. You can have all of us for a year for $15. Not a month, 
all in a year for all of this stuff. And I was like, heck yeah, I did it. And I've regretted it ever since because <laughs> it does not work. Nothing works. The search oh. engine doesn't work. If you leave a show and go back to it and you try to resume, it goes, okay, here comes your show. Here comes, here comes in a little circle and it goes, here comes your show. Two choo shows right around the corner. It never shows up. And you have to actually turn off your uh, Apple or your, what do I use? Apple TV thing and restart it in order to use the app. It's delightful. So uh, what's the opposite of recommendation? AMC plus go for it, everybody. <laughs> That's got to be one that they have. That was just a tag along. Like we have to have one too. And they haven't invested any money into the actual back end. Correct. Or, you know, the yes. applications. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, wait. So the whole thing about the, the password sharing. Yeah. I will tell you this. I, I am a big believer, not that everything should be too expensive, right? But I am a believer that content creators should be paid. Mm-hmm. And so I have no issues with any of these streaming services cracking down on, yeah, we don't want you to pay for one membership and give it to 15 people. Right. I agree so, with that. Right. Like, I mean, I guess where is the where did I mean, at some point, this whole system is going to have to have a shakedown. Right. Yeah. I don't think the problem is with them doing it. I think it's maybe the fact that it seems undoable. (laughs) They said we're going to crack down. It's maybe just sort of like getting a sign that says your your home has a security system and putting it out at the front lawn right. and not actually right. subscribing for this system because right. it doesn't seem like I don't know how they would possibly do it. But no, I agree with you that there's a certain, I, I'm never a big pirater of things, right. mainly because I don't know how to do it and they shut down LimeWire. Um, okay, so is there anything else that we would like to discuss before we move on to trailers? Hey, I do want to just say Pete brought up also another thing, uh, Papa. Uh, Papa Pete said about the deal with Apple TV plus and soccer. And the thing that I thought was funny is basically the story is that Apple is investing heavily into sports. So, you know, for people who are not MLB fans, major league baseball has now a home on Apple TV plus, if you're an Apple TV plus subscriber and you can watch, I think it's Thursday night baseball, which I don't, but I just know it exists. They have worked out a deal to do all of the uh, MLS, uh, soccer games or football, depending on what part of the world you're in. As part of their package, no, no games will be blacked out anywhere, and it's the entire thing. And the thing I couldn't believe is, one, that's pretty noble for them to try to own soccer slash football. Yeah. But I was shocked that the article doesn't say, talk about a company going, they're going the full lasso. Yeah. I mean, they're taking Ted Lasso, right? Oh, like, right. Talk about taking something that you did, you know, you you didn't create, but you know, you have you have given it the water and the and the ingredients to succeed, and now you're like, oh yeah, now we're going to own this entire segment. Like they are just going to own soccer for the world, and maybe that's not if it doesn't interest you, that's fine. But it is interesting for on Apple's part, they're they're cutting up a slice of a pie that no one knows how big it is yet. So where has soccer been? Or football, footy, ugh, footy. Where has it been up until now? Not in being pubs? broadcast? Yeah, like various, like, I mean, var- no, various systems, like pay-per-view games and other, really? and other, like, you know, additional, like, cable or sling sports packages and stuff like that. Wow. So this yeah. is a really big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. No, it really is. is. I, I is, Yeah. Is soccer fun to watch? I know mean, it always gets dunked on for being kind of boring and low scoring and stuff, but the answer is no. <laughs> okay. I would I would watch it though if it had like if they like decide to tie it in like you know Ted La- Coach Lasso says you should watch this I'll be like okay 
<laughs> That's <Right>? a little take. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if there's like some sort of bake off at the half field mark? Then half field. Then I am in. Yeah. All of my interests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think now we should side slide, side and slide over to what we call trailers. Rob, hit that theme song. <laughs> And coming in hot with number one is Chrissy. Chrissy, what are you? What are you serving us? <laughs> uh, I have a real amuse bouche no. of uh, <laughs> a very mysterious, who knows what, uh, called the menu. Good evening. Welcome to Hawthorne. It'll be our pleasure to feed you. Tonight will be magical. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, protein, and at times, entire ecosystems. We're eating the ocean. We're eating the ocean. Are you crying? (laughs) It's just I find it all very moving. So it's okay that I'm not as into this as you are. Oh my god. You shouldn't be here tonight. You, my dear guests, are not the common man. Isn't that right? Is he going to keep doing that? What happens inside this room is meaningless compared to what happens outside. We are but a frightened nanosecond. Nature is timeless. What the hell is going on? I love you all. We love you too, sir! Any questions? Is this bergamot I'm getting, Chef? Yes, it is. Yeah, I came across this and was immediately, like, super psyched. It seems very weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't wait. I um, am super excited about the cast. I am always thrilled. Who's some of the cast that you're excited about? I love Ray Fiennes. Yep. I think he always makes... Maybe not always, but I think he frequently makes interesting choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Nicholas Holt is also a maker of interesting choices. And I think um, Taylor Joy, her first name is Anna. Correct. Anna Taylor Joy is yes. so fun to watch because her eyes are like yeah. doll's eyes. Like She, she can just see has, you through the screen. Oh, she could see all of time and space um, <laughs> and everything happening all at once. Uh, and and it just seemed very intriguing that it's going to yeah. be this like high-end luxury chef eating experience and then there's going to be mayhem. I can't wait. Me too. I think it. I'd never, this was not on any radar of mine whatsoever, but it looks outstanding. The one thing I'm afraid of is I love horror movies, as we all know, but I can't stand movies where people are eating gross things. Like Ooh. zombies is fine because people, people is people. But if it's like eating things that look gross or if someone's finger comes off and someone's eating that in a soup, I have trouble. Like I, I, I have a weird gag reflex for that. So that's the one thing I'm worried about. I'm hoping yeah. things stay hope off the plate. it doesn't go that direction. There yeah. is a moment where it seems like they're putting giant marshmallows on giant like tree branches down in like the <laughs> middle of the room. And yeah. that worried me a bit. Um, 
And it seems like they will all get murdered somehow, but I hope it's not so that they eat each other. other. Yeah, exactly. Rob, what did you think? Oh, okay. Serves the deal. Uh, In totally intrigued. Uh, Ralph Fiennes looks incredible in this role as like sort of like a weird uh, maniacal Gordon Ramsay turned yep. performance artist, right? And that's what the whole setup is. Is and, and please watch the trailer because it's this incredible performance. What is it like dining experience that I know is a really bougie thing that people do now, right? And these what is the the one restaurant in New York or something where the guy molded his mouth as a thing and that you're supposed to drink out of it. So like you're yeah, okay, what? Got it. Yeah, yeah, there's, that's a, real there's thing. a chef that molded you're drinking out of someone's mouth that mm-hmm. cups out of his mouth so that you're you're presented with one of the dishes in a thing Ugh. that's his mouth. Well, and you have to, yeah, well, pass. because it's the experience. It's it's this nope. really crazy ethereal experience, right? Ethereal, ethereal. That's uh, whatever. Yeah. So he I, I'm, I'm all in that. And this is one of those trailers that has the great the sinking of music with mm-hmm. these very weird things happening. And you're all into it. And I all and, and here's the point, though. I was hooked until one moment in the trailer that I went, wait, what's going on? The who's the date of Anna Taylor? That's Nicholas Holt. Nick, Nicholas Holt, right? And he's and he's the he's the the ridiculous guy who's like he's crying. There's one part where they're basically making it look like he's moved with such emotion over this whole presentation of the food, and everybody else is like, dude, stop, right? And there is a moment. Where then it's like all shit is, you know, stuff has totally broken loose, right? And clearly everyone is scared who's in the dining space. And he's like talking about, he's tasting mm-hmm. the wine and he's like, is that bergamot? And I, or berge, whatever it is. Bergamot. And I didn't know what that is. Yeah, it's, it's a orange. weird lime. It's an orange lime or something, right? Yeah. And Ralph Fiennes looks at him and goes, uh, yeah. But, and, I, and that threw me, that scene threw me because I'm like, are you not a psychotic artist or what is going on now? Right. I thought like it was mo- funny. I thought it was it, funny too. It's, it's a good, it's, it's funny, a good blow. But, yeah. but I, but I want to understand like now I really want to see it because I want to understand like, is this just, am I doing this because of some power or some psychosis or do, am, it, at that moment you realized Ralph Fiennes is in on the joke. The chef's character mm. is he, he's, he's got a purpose that is beyond psychotic. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, there's more to this than, than you think. I love it. Great pick. When does it come out? That's November an excellent eight. question. November 18th. You. Yes. November 18th. I, I always right. look those up. Yes, November 18th in theaters. Yeah, excited. Excellent. I, it Very was, good it pick. It played before the Elvis movie, so. <laughs> Perfect. I might ask you to go see it and tell me if there's people eating gross things. Is that weird for you to be? Okay, great. Can do. Uh, coming in second is Rob. What you got for us? You sort of intimated about it before. A t- a tiny little unknown program uh, called Stranger Things. I know you're frightened. You're terribly frightened by what you've seen. But I'm not going to lie to you. Your friends are not prepared for this fight. Hawkins will fall. My friends need me. You're not ready. He's not going to stop. Not until he's taken everyone. This is a blockbuster show that everybody, that put, I would say, put Netflix on the map, right? 
And okay, yeah. I have loved. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it is the show that definitely defined it for for the explosion of the of the subscriber base. Uh, yep. Here's the deal. I we we love the first uh, season. Love those kids. Those kids have obviously all gone on and are going to do greater things. Um, second season, I was like, ah. Eh. Third season's wonderful because it's the the 80s. They go full 80s with the Starcourt Mall, and everybody who grew up in that period loved it. This season is so unreal. We just finished the first part. They split it up into two parts. It was six or seven episodes for the first half, and then I think the second half is like two episodes, but they're long. And all these episodes are long. They're not 40 minutes. They're like an hour and 30 minutes. So, like, there's a massive story to tell. And wow. I will say this. If you're a horror fan of any kind, they went full horror. You have to watch this season. It is so – this is not a spoiler. Freddy, Freddy Krueger himself – Shows up and now I don't mean Freddy Krueger. Robert England has a cameo in one of the in one of the episodes. It's so it's such an homage to late 80s horror that, first of all, if you love that, you're going to be in for that. But all of the kids and they're not kids. These all of these kids are adults now because they're all 19, 20 years old. They are turning in phenomenal performances. And I think the best part about this first half of the season was. They made such a twist. There is such a connection in terms of storytelling of stuff that you thought you knew from the first season to characters that are at play in this season. And that last episode was so amazing. Like, I can't tell you the last time my wife, my daughter and I sat on the couch and all went, no, like literally (laughs) had a moment that our minds were blown all at the same time and all fully understood as complex as the story has been fully understood what is going on in the show. They're doing amazing stuff with this. This is a, if, if you're thinking about leaving Netflix, which even I just said that, I will always come back for this because there is another season still coming. There'll be a fifth season. It's just, it's just bonkers good. And I, and I'm surprised because Netflix, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Anyway, what'd you guys think? I, because this is, this is the last episode. I thought we'd break a rule. I didn't watch it. Your trailer <laughs> well, on okay. purpose because that's I haven't right. watched any of season four yet. And so I was afraid. Oh, I don't it. want to know like got it. who's still alive or who's dead. I'm assuming everyone's still alive. Or but if like all of a sudden Barb shows up, I'll be like, what? So I just wanted to wait. So my apologies. I have not watched it, but I have written down on this yellow sticky Stranger Things four. I'm going to start it tomorrow. You and and I'm going to tell you, you have to. That's really funny. You mentioned Barb. I'm not going to say anything else. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> but I just want to say this: justice for Barb. But Yep. In addition to that, you're going to love it. Like, I really, really? honestly think, and, and you've got to see it, get it in before July 1st, which I think is, yes, the, the, the two-part season finale is starting on, it's, it, it's uh, available on July 1st. Get it in before then because you want to watch that with everybody else so that nothing gets spoiled. Got it. And did you say every episode so far of season four has been an hour and a half long? No. Or that's just what's coming it, up? It's, it's, no, no, like the last one, this, the, this episode seven was like an yeah. hour and 38 minutes. God, that's like a movie. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, and, and it is. And it plays incredibly well. It's worth it. It's worth the time on it. I'm in. I will do it. And then I will go back and watch your trailer. Weird choice of things. Chrissy, what did that's you think? Okay. Um, I have also not watched any of season four. Um, just by based on circumstance that when everybody else in my household was watching it, I was not available. So I have not seen any of it and wasn't that worried about it 
but now I do want to catch up and and be watching it in real time when the next season comes out with everybody else. So I am also, uh, like Tommy, going to be spending some time making sure that I get caught up uh, and know what everybody's talking about and get excited <laughs> for that Kate Bush song. Yeah, that's all I've heard. Kate Bush, yeah. Kate Bush, Kate Bush. And I don't think I know who Kate Bush is. And so this is going to be a real mind bender for me. Yeah, I'm oh, excited. You'll hear, yeah, you'll hear the song. Well, and there is, I mean, there is a character's name in this that I have actually seen come up in a variety of pop culture things in the last week. So, you know, that Stranger Things is still very, very big and very important in terms of what people are talking about. Uh we had just bought we'd bought something for the office today, and there's even a Stranger Things branded Light Bright set. Oh <laughs> yes, I have seen that. Yeah. Now it's actually kind of crazy. Like they they've done everything right, I think, with the show for for the fourth season. So awesome. Uh, I came in with mine, I think, just three minutes ago. So did you guys get a chance to watch it? I did. I, fa- I found this movie, and it's called Smile. What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. You're going to die! You're going to die! You're going to die! I found 20 cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? seen it too. You? Get away from me! This looks scary to me. I like practical things that when you find something that's normal, like, oh, I don't know, smiling and are able to make it creepy. This has a real sort of it follows kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the most shocking last images in a trailer that I don't understand that I've ever seen. I jumped off and my dog fell off the couch. <laughs> Because I jumped back and I feel very bad. You can tell he has not forgiven me. Uh, what did you guys think? Do you have any interest in this? I assume, Chrissy, you do. I do. It's, it seems so creepy. Uh, I agree. Like, just like people just being like, hey, smiling at you. They're like, they're <laughs> demons. They're evil. I don't yep. know. I don't like it. Um, very exciting. And it, it, what is that? It's like a the plucking of a cello string oh, or yes. like the Bong, bong, like that sound in in I think all three of our trailers had that yeah bong, and you're just like ah like it's so so scary um and, and this also borrowed it sounded like some of the soundtrack from the men from men which I saw the, oh. with the ha ha Ha, ha, ha. So there's, bong. it's always fun when like, ha, ha, bong. <laughs> We're going to make a, a new podcast <laughs> called Ha, ha, bong. And it's going to end right after it begins. Rob, what did you think about the trailer? I will just say this. Um, there is a movie that I will not mention because it may be in our list later uh, that had an inappropriate 
sinister smile, a character smiling that gave me nightmares for years from an old horror movie from like the late seventies, early eighties, smiling in a way that is, is unnatural and is prolonged is (laughs) frightening on every level. This movie has tapped into that tremendously. There's a moment in this trailer. Let me tell you something. Not only is the last scene, the worst, the real worst part is the one where she is walking down the hallway of the hospital. Yep. And the dude is on the, the bed. No, wrong, wrong, totally wrong. <laughs> no, like you walk past that door and you see that guy like that. You're taking stuff. You're throwing it at him. You're, 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 you're hurting him. You're like, no, absolutely not. You don't do that. It, or you this just looks, close the door. no, he has, no, him. you're really no, going, no, 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 you're going all in. You're going all okay. in that smile. No, you don't smile like that. Yeah. Not to not just out the door into nothingness. Uh, <laughs> no, like it, this looks very, very creepy. And and that last moment is really scary. Now, when you said it made you jump, did you then go back and did you go like frame by frame to see what the I face didn't because I'm really excited about the movie. And so I didn't want oh, to. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see it the way they want me to see it for now. Oh, no. It's. Did you yeah. look at it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Because really? it's not. It's not. It's, not, it's she smiled like it's it's almost like, oh, it, the, that, that is so brilliantly done because it's like, oh, you know what's happening. She's smiling. But you don't want to like tilt the camera or have her bend down. No, no, no. We're going to do something else, which I won't give it away because you should watch the trailer and then crap your pants and then figure it out. All right, everybody. So we'll give you a couple seconds to change your pants. And now if we are done with trailers, should we go on to play a game? All right, game, here we go. Game, game, game. Bong, ha, ha, ha. So this game is called Bong, ha, ha. Um, no, this game is called Straw Cab. And what it is, is with the help of the internet, I wrote about half of them and the internet wrote the other half. And so I don't get uh, tons of credit for this. But the idea is I'm going to read you a movie plot told backwards in reverse, and you have to guess what the movie is. Now, this can either be a buzzer round which could be difficult because crosstalk is difficult on Discord, or this could just be a friendship round and you can work together to figure out uh, what the movies are. Or we can go back and forth. I don't know. I didn't think up the game theory for this because I don't really have high hopes. What do you guys prefer? How would you prefer on this landmark last season five episode? I always vote friendship when friendship's an option. Oh, sure. Robbie? <laughs> Robbie's yes. in? All yes. Right. Yes. And there's a good chance that this game is more built for friendship because it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> okay, here we go. So there's 16 of them. Um, and we'll start. Hey, I'll start with one. Here we go. A huge ship rises out of the ocean and saves thousands of drowning people who then have a big party. Titanic. Good. <laughs> right? Perfect. Oh, yeah, that, that movie too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. An amputee finds a new arm in the desert. Oh, uh, what is it? 27 days? More than that. Days? 127 days. Hours. hours. 27 hours? Yeah. Oh, 27 it's days would be dead. Hours, yeah, yeah, never mind. Never Wait, mind. is it 27 <laughs> hours? Is it 127 <laughs> hours? What is it? No, I'm thinking of the zombie one, but I knew the movie. Yeah, yes, you were right. I gotcha, yeah. Okay. Some number of hours with James Franco. A certain amount yes. of hours with James Franco, exactly. Yes. I'm starting to think that this isn't really a game. I just sort of made a bunch of things up. Okay, well, that's fine. A football coach arrives in a town and makes everyone racist. <laughs> And there's an extra clue I could give you if you want. Friday Night Lights? Like, isn't that no. all football movies? 
or no, is it? Is that they start uh, out racist and then the football coach goes there and so then they're the, not remember racist? The, remember the Titans. Titans. Remember the Titans. Exactly right. Denzel Washington. Good. Oh, wow. Okay. All You're right. exactly right. A shark keeps throwing up people until they have to open up a beach. Yay! <laughs> this Yay! isn't a game. This is not a game at all. I'm just reading things. Jaws. Okay. Uh, that is, of course, Jaws. Um, this is another easy one. Three jerks in jumpsuits release a bunch of ghosts to scare a bunch of people in New York City. Three? It's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. This is not a good game. You have to take the disbelief out of your uh, voice. It's not going to get better. Um, Maybe maybe we, whenever we say the title, we should say the title in reverse. Extra. Ghosts. There you go. Extra. Buster. Okay, good. Now you actually made it into something resembling a game. Except for Jaws, which has just been Wodge. And I'm not. Swodge. A guy gets out of a storm by breaking into a prison and hanging out for a long time. (laughs) The redemption of Shawshank. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. I wrote that one. Um, That's outstanding. It's the story of a man who gives up his life of crime and gets a job as a dishwasher as he tries to save up money to travel to Cuba. He travels to Cuba to become a dishwasher. Earn money to save his life? What? The story of a man, so backwards is it's the story of a man who gives up his life of crime and gets a job as a dishwasher as he dreams of traveling to Cuba. Okay, so it's someone who starts out as a dishwasher and then starts doing crime. (laughs) Oh, good. So this one turned out to be game adjacent. Um, In Cuba? Is it Cuba? Yeah. Gooding Jr. I'm just doing word association now. That's what I want. Yeah, that's good. Bong. Ha ha. So it um, starts in Cuba. Oh, was it one of the Fast and Furious? <laughs> no. Do they go there sometimes? No. I, oh, probably. <laughs> on, on their way to space. I haven't seen all of them. Um, I, here, I can try to give you, I'll try to give you another backwards clue. Um, okay. Yeah, because the Cuba. Say goodbye to my huge enemy. Is it, yeah, oh. I was going to say, is it the face of oh. scars? It's the face, face scar. of scars, face. correct. If you remember, he came over from Cuba and started uh, work. Oh, wait, was he even a dishwasher? He was like I a cook. <laughs> I'm sure. so bad at this. That's okay. He may have been a cook. No, I think he was a dishwasher. We'll, we'll never know. All right. Uh, don't worry, there's only like 19 more of these. Just kidding. Uh, a creepy old man turns a boy into a puppet. <laughs> That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> The Nokio P. <laughs> a Nokio P, exactly right. A young martial arts champion slowly becomes a wimp and then moves to New Jersey. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> kid karate. Is that kid karate? That's exactly right. Uh, Nicholas Cage and Angelina Jolie park a bunch of cars all over town. <laughs> in sixty seconds, they'll be gone. <laughs> Correct, gone in sixty seconds. Perfect. Okay. Here's a dishwasher. An adult film actor stops doing drugs and drops out of the industry to move back in with his parents and become a dishwasher. And his friend forgets how to roller skate? <laughs> Correct. Exactly. The Knights of Boogie. The Knights right. of Boogie. Uh, just a couple more. Um, a group of ships float thousands of British soldiers to a French beach and then leave them there. 
Please laugh oh, into the mic. British ones. British I sound, ones. I, like it, I think I'm afraid that the audience <laughs> thinks you're just staring at me in disgust. <laughs> no, please don't back away from the mic because you both the, are laughing occasionally. British, but they're British. Yeah, wait. Um, um, I, did I mess uh, this one up? No, I think this is right. It's I mean, it's obviously like a group of ships for, float thousands of British soldiers to a French beach and then leave them there. That's the uh, yeah. We're the, all, it's, it's all the, the it's like the the regular cons- like people. It's like people using their boats. They didn't. The military didn't have enough boats. I remember oh, the yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. it. Um, uh, it's no. Right. Isn't that Ireland? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It's Ireland. What? No. Am I crazy? I have I don't no idea. Know. So it's Kirk, Kirk of Dunn. Dunn. Kirk. Of I Dunn. thought they were on the yeah. It's Kirk of Dunn. Uh, we'll never know. I thought that they were on the beaches of France for some reason. You're probably right. Why would they be uh, in Ireland? I don't. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with anything. Well, long as it's uh, not Ryan's private saving. It is not Ryan's <laughs> private saving. Okay, uh, three more. A large purple monster revives half the universe and then puts a bunch of stones back where he found them. <laughs> Yes. Okay, um, that is. That's in. that encompasses. Yeah. Yeah, the that's just a bunch of Infinity Wars and games. And, yep. Okay. War Infinity. Yeah. Um. Last. Let's see. What should I do? I'm not going to do all these. I'll do two more. <laughs> this one. A very sick girl eats some pea soup and finally gets better. <laughs> <laughs> and she puts away a Ouija board that she finds in the new house. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> she does not. Reach out to Captain Howdy in The Exorcist. And then finally, um, this is a heartwarming one. A large monster shrinks and crawls inside a guy's chest, calming down a panicky crew. (laughs) All right. Well, that I really thought this was a game, but it was really more of a routine. (laughs) I like it, though. It was an exercise in words. It It was an exercise in words. That last one was, of course, Alien. And this game shall not be repeated. Hey, everybody. Uh, We're not doing any housekeeping because, again, we this is the last one of the season. So we can go right lickety split into this week's list challenge. And the one weird thing is I gave this to myself because I thought of it, I think, and I was on last week's SatMad sitting in for Rob Cabasco. And so if you happen to listen to that episode, you have a leg up because on my list are ones that I talked about that I'm going to be repeating on this podcast. If you didn't listen to that episode, no problem. Then it will be a fair game. So Chrissy, you were in first. You start us off. Oh, and the topic was... Movies that we saw individually when we were too young, yeah, too young to see it. And as a result, it sort of scarred our psyches, probably. So, okay. Chrissy, take us away. So I read, I first I read the description of, of what the choices were, and it, I immediately had some like top choices. Um, but then I listened to the, the to the episode and changed all of my choices based on like hearing what you guys were oh. based on the like sort of nostalgia and the like walkthrough of the childhood experiences. I had, I think, some recovered memories. Uh, <laughs> so I will start with a movie that I saw uh, when I was homesick one day uh, in uh, 1992 oh. and uh, was given to the care of my grandmother uh, who was going to watch what she was going to watch. 
oh. whether I was there or not. Hell or high water, got it. Yep, I was not going to interfere with her day's viewing plans. Um, and that was how I saw Silence of the Lambs for the first time at 11 years old. Whoa! Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> On the HBO. And because it was like such a popular, like it was a hugely popular movie, there were so many stories that came out about like how oh, Hannibal Lecter is based on this character and this character. So consequently, I read all of the Thomas Harris novels, mm -hmm. but then also became like mildly obsessed with serial killers and did my oh. sixth grade research report on, uh, on whether or not I think serial killers are a nature or nurture problem. Oh, and wow. no one saw any of this as a red flag. <laughs> we didn't have watch list yet. Yes. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Who's your favorite serial killer? Are you a oh. real geen head? You know, I think that he's quite overrated and technically yeah. didn't kill enough people to even be a serial killer. Now you so. make one lampshade and all of a sudden you're a creep. You're a weirdo. Yep. Yeah. But I, I am uh, guilty of being one of those uh, 40-year-old white women who are very into true crime. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> do you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts? Because there seem to be 900 of them. I do. And I, I listen to Dateline faithfully. I, I listen to <laughs> My Favorite Murder. I'm I'm on top of almost all of the murder shows. Yep. Um, I, will, I will pay attention to a cult show. Yeah. I am that girl they're making fun of. Got it. Okay. Rob. I'm a basic murder girl. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what did you see when you were, oh, I don't know, too young? I'm not sure how to follow up any of that discussion. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> the Geenhead thing. I'm like, okay. Um, okay. So I, immediately I thought of I, these first two movies, my first and second choice, immediately. I, I can't not forget this. Uh, John Carpenter's original Halloween from 1978. Oh, wow. I forget where now. Okay. 78. I am six years old. And then it's somewhere within the next few years, it made it to network television. So it was like, you know, on, and it might've been like 80, 81. I'm like nine years old. And so it was the edited version, but it didn't matter because I'm going to tell you this, the scene where, where Michael Myers shows up, like she's looking out the window and he's just standing in the middle of like the laundry on the clothesline with the mask <laughs> looking up. I was scarred by that. Like, I don't know if other kids like I found that to be <laughs> I had. I can still remember the nightmares I had of looking being at school and looking out the window across the street and seeing Michael Myers, like in my dream, seeing just the figure with the mask just looking at me. It was Man. beyond scarring. It took, I think it actually took like a year or two years to get those like nightmares, like out of my, like to flush them out of my brain. And it wasn't the blood. It wasn't the knife. Right. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was just that. And I think it was the, cause that scene is so well done of the, just the unknowing and the like, why does that thing, why is it looking at me? It just, it, it scarred me. What? I now I picture your childhood bedroom like all boarded up, like all the windows, <laughs> like Night of the Living Dead style. <laughs> I slept next to my brother and I shared a room our entire lives, and I always slept. I will tell you this: I always slept next to the wall, what had the chimney, which was neat because then in the winter you the wall was warm. But I always felt like I needed to sleep next to a wall because yep. I needed <laughs> my back had to be to the wall because I had that's, to see that's it coming. Jason Bourne yeah. style, baby. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Back to the wall, you know where the gun is. <laughs> That's that just stuff. a good strategy, yeah. Yeah. Would it have helped if under the mask he was, like, smiling? 
really oh big. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Or a guy smile. Well, that'll be my second pick. We'll talk about that because that's where the smile comes in. But yeah. Okay. Right. okay. It's gross. As I said last week, the movie, I remember the first movie that gave me nightmares. Like couldn't get, to, well, not nightmares. I couldn't get to sleep because I was so scared after watching it. And I had my friend, my best friend at the time, Jamie Bowman was over. I'll just repeat the story real quick. And we couldn't get to sleep. And so I had a tape recorder with a story of Paddington Bear on it. And we listened to that to try to like keep our mind off it. Cause this is before like meditation apps uh, were invented. And we went through both the entire tape three times because we couldn't fall asleep in that movie. And after we talked about it, I watched it last week that night and it holds up parts of it don't but most of it really does and that film is poltergeist oh yes outstanding so much of it holds up so well and it gets crazy and i don't know how it's not r just for the face ripping the face scene, scene. the yeah. face, the face scene, scene is insane absolutely. i think the totally. mpaa like took the day off or something they're like it's spielberg oh no it wasn't it was toby hooper well that's debatable yeah. so anyways poltergeist that was mine okay So, uh, Chrissy, if you had to pick a movie that, I don't know, like you saw, let's say too young, what would it be? I'm going to reset it like this every single time. (laughs) Yeah, so that same day, uh, I think HBO was having some kind of fest or something. Let's mess up Chrissy. (laughs) Yeah, and so my my grandmother was like, oh, well, she enjoyed Silence of the Lambs. Like, clearly she's a Jodie Foster fan. Maybe she would like some of her award-winning earlier work. Oh no! And that's how I saw the accused oh. at eleven years old. Grim, what's happening? Yes, the world is not a safe place for me. Wow. <laughs> Wait, your grandma dude. sure as hell doesn't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. someone's got to read the synopsis. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Um, okay, well, that's a that's quite a one-two punch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I was just like, I feel better, Mom. Can I go home now? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. The only kid that pretends not to be sick. Yes. <laughs> so you can get out of. I and think your to, grandmother to, was Ed Gein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to school the next day, like, ooh, ooh, yeah. let's all be careful what we wear. <laughs> Don't wear no short denim skirts for any of us. No. God, all I watched at my grandma's house was. Duke's a hazard. Well, that's problematic in its own. Okay. Well, I was that about to out. say Hogan's Heroes, and then I was like, oops, oh. that's another problem. Everything's problematic. <laughs> Everything's problematic. If you live long enough, your heroes turn into racist. Okay, exactly. so Rob, what have you got for your second okay, one? Okay, so here's the deal. I'm here's just going to drop it. Oh, my gosh. The most hideous smile of my childhood was that freaking hearse driver in 1976's Burnt Offerings. What is that? Do I don't know, even do, know what that is. If you don't know what that is, burnt offerings, you can just Google burnt offerings, hearse driver, and you will see it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to do it right say, now. Just take, go ahead, stop whatever it is you're doing. The original, and I think they redid burnt offerings, but 1976. Oh, was no. The oh, it, you, are you see what I'm saying? I don't care for him at all. No, no. Anthony That's James, me. the actor's they, name is. He like is. It. He looks no. like a skeleton decided to give it a try of putting on a face. Wow. And I want to say that that movie, that movie's a pretty de- it's a pretty decent horror movie. But that smile again haunted my dreams. It's Way the loud. chin is involved too. It's like the smile and the chin gets and the involved. chin. The chin and is just. Is, 
really taking a, a ride. And if you and think about it, if you're going to a funeral as a child, you don't want anybody looking at you with a smile for any <laughs> any extended period of time, let alone the dude driving the hearse. Come on. Yeah. So that's bad. There's that. He looks like they had a ton of time to work on the chin and then they ran out of time for the rest of the face and they just had to like slap it together. All right. Well, that's terrible. Burnt offerings, hearse driver. Goodbye, sleep. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, Rob. Is it me? Where's yes. my yellow sticky? I don't remember what I said. Yeah, oh, this is one I didn't talk about. I'm going to take us away from horror. Um, Oh, I guess you already took us away from horror, uh, Chrissy. But this was one we had. My parents were the type of parents that usually comes down one to the other. And apparently it's very different, America versus Europe. My parents didn't care that much about violence. Like, we weren't seeing gore. But they were very kind of uptight when I was growing up about uh, nudity and sex stuff. And so they had this sheet that they would hold up in front of the TV so they could both watch it, but I wouldn't be able to watch it. Uh, And the TV was downstairs in the den. And we had this VCR and they had rented a movie and we were watching it and they didn't really know exactly what it was about. But the thing about this VCR is if you put it on pause, if you waited too long, it would just start playing again. Like the pause, like had like a countdown on it. Well, they paused it at this relatively normal. It was just a couple going out on a date and they paused it. And then something, ha- I think they had to get more dinner or something. Both of them, for some reason, went upstairs. And I'm just sitting there like a dumb child in front of this pause thing going like, la, 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 la. It unpauses. And the couple, and there had already been some sheet scenes in this movie. The couple enters a elevator. And the elevator goes up. And certain things happen in that elevator because this movie was called Fatal Attraction. <laughs> oh, wow. And there is a pretty major sex scene that happens in one of those old gated elevators made of nightmares in New York City. And I, it didn't occur to me to look away and I didn't know what was going on and I just sort of sat there. And then they came down with like dessert and I think my mom screamed. <laughs> so that was my second one is Fatal Attraction. Thanks, mom. The end. That, you know, set you right up for healthy relationships. Uh... The whole whole way through. I I every time I ride an elevator, I'm so aroused. Now. <laughs> and you have you really just cannot be ignored is the important thing. Cannot be ignored, exactly right. And I cook a <laughs> rabbit before dinner. Um uh so that was mine. Chrissy, let's change things up. If there was a movie that you saw too young, what would it be? Mm, that's a great question, Tommy. Thank you for asking. I uh, so when I was a kid, my I had a really a movie going family. We went to the movies every weekend. Just if there was nothing else happening, we would just go to the local movie theater, uh, the Shea Fourteen, which was the biggest one in Arizona. At oh, the time. la la, yeah. fourteen was a lot, and we would just go there, and everybody would like pick a different movie and see whatever was starting close oh, to the time cute. that we arrived, and. Whenever the other movies ended, we'd all congregate in whichever the last movie was. So that's how I saw the end of Braveheart before I saw the beginning of Braveheart. Interesting. Uh, but uh, yes, one time uh, my parents, uh, my mom and my little brother were seeing something else and uh, it ended and they came to join me in the theater I was in. Um, and it, it, uh, then I got in trouble because I was seeing Pulp Fiction. Oh. And it was 1994, so I was 13. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Well, obviously the movie is very graphic and has crazy things in it, but then also what did that filming style, did that kind of blow your mind a little bit? Like with oh, the yeah. non-linearness and stuff? And you Definitely. And I had to wait a long time to see the end. Like I had to wait to see the end of the movie until it came out on, on VHS. I was allowed to rent it on VHS. I don't know like where the disconnect happened there but uh <laughs> like she had come in and we had left like right at the like the whole gimp situation oh geez, uh, that's and what i was thinking was, yeah and I, I was like oh oh no um but yeah then i got i got oh, to no. eventually watch the end <laughs> and um you know i had like the poster up in my room and became yep. like very obsessed with quentin tarantino for a while had the soundtrack and, and can everything. i ask which uh poster mia wallace on the bed with the yeah. The, okay, yes. yeah, the the dime novel poster. Yes. I had that up mm-hmm. in my college room too. That's amazing. And I just always was like, "Girl, you'll be a woman." I loved it, and then, so then I watched. You're Reservoir always like Dogs snorting heroin. And, like, yeah. <laughs> watched like all the Quentin Tarantino movies, and, and was like, "Do you have a favorite?" I think Pulp Fiction is my favorite. Yeah. I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Maybe, you, maybe. Are you a QT fan, Rob? Do you have a favorite? I don't oh, know. Yeah, what my surprisingly, um, I always pick one of the weirdest ones, Jackie Brown. Wow, I love uh, Jackie smarty. Brown. I just did for some yep. reason. I like all of them, but Jackie Brown just—I just thought it was a neat movie. Oh, that makes yeah. me want to see that again. I have to write that down. Okay, all right, Rob. What is your final pick? Okay, so this is a weird pick, um, and it's—I'm going to explain it because it was just—it wasn't that I was too young to see it, but it was just—it was the most awkward I've ever been in a theater I think with my dad when I was young I was hugely into the into space when I was like in early middle school and when the right stuff came out and the right stuff is an amazing movie right like 1983 I'm only 11 like 10 or 11 and I'll never forget and this is more for my brother than me because my brother's younger than I am I'm like dad we got to go see this movie he's like okay I'll take you and your brother to go see it and I'm just gonna say that like the right stuff for like for like my brother who then was like eight there's a couple of sequences like I'm not just talking about the enema sequence or oh, like right. the astronauts prayer. But you remember when they go to that weird sequence where they go to the like the rally in Texas and they have the burlesque dancer and she's like dancing with the feathers and stuff. And I'll never forget just sitting <laughs> in the theater just going, I'm digging this. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm with my dad and my brother. And I, <laughs> and I was like, huh. Interesting. And I remember my dad, he dad, my dad thoroughly, my dad's an Air Force veteran. So he was, he thoroughly enjoyed it. But I don't think all of us ever realized that we probably, a dad and his, like my dad and like his two young sons didn't, shouldn't have gone to see the right stuff in 1983. Like, and I'll never forget too that we were like the only ones in the theater because that movie flopped. Like when it came out, like it just didn't really do as well. Oh yeah. It was not, it was not a big deal. At least not in Northeastern Pennsylvania. It wasn't. Um, so it did. And then of course it's an amazing movie. I mean, it's right. an incredible movie. Right. But I always just remember like, huh? I just was in a weird situation where I realized there were just things in that movie that of course, now you look back and you're like, fine. But I, but I just always remember thinking like, oh, yeah, we're here. We're doing this. Interesting. Thanks, yeah. Dan. <laughs> and you said, uh, I'm digging this during the enema scene? You said? No. I got I was, that right? Well, no. It was it was the burlesque scene. Okay. Oh, and it. also the flight scene and yep. the scenes with the spaceships. 
mainly all the stuff that was right. And the I scene where they're having the hum off in the bathroom, in the stalls with the with the the oh, themes right. from the. Di- oh no! I have to watch that movie again. See? Stranger Things. Stranger <laughs> Things for. I got right stuff. I've got. I have to remember to buy burnt offerings and throw it in the trash. <laughs> oh God! Seriously. Okay, great. Oh, I have a whole list of things to yeah. do. My final one. Um, I'll let you pick. Uh, both of them start with involve things that would have R's, so we can have number one R or number two R. What do you guys vote for? Oh, number two. I want to say number two. Yeah, number two. I, I, that was leading number two as well. Yeah. Okay. The options were rabbits or robots, and you picked robots. And I'm stealing this from someone. Um, this isn't a steal, but I'm stealing this from someone that brought it up. That reminded me that when I saw RoboCop in the theater. Uh, it was a clear. I was with a guy named Matthew Vasides. I don't. I haven't seen him since I lived in Vienna, Virginia. But his sister was in charge of babysitting us and didn't want to, so she bought three tickets. You can go in if you're an adult, and then she bounced, and we sat there and watched it. And that boardroom scene when the bad robot comes out Oof. and can't hear the gun fall and shoots, and then he goes, "Dick, I'm very disappointed. I had not seen gore like that in my entire life." And I immediately went home and made a lampshade out of skin. So uh, mine is <laughs> RoboCop. Uh, and I saw all the other ones too, and they also exist. So we did it. I'm surprised. No wait, steal. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's back up. So what hold happened? on a second. You, you pull the boardroom scene. What about the scene when Murphy gets killed at the beginning when they like no. blow his hand off and no, no, stuff? No, 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 no. Yep. I like that too. Yes. That was ridiculous oh, okay. and okay. absurd. And when the guy with the, um, Oh, and the guy falls from the into ER the and he falls into the thing. He yes. falls into the nuclear sludge and then gets yes. hit by the car. It is yes. bonkers and bananas. But it also started a real love for me of Paul Verhoeven films and his weirdness and yeah. how he oh, is yeah. largely underrated. And then he also made Showgirls. All right. Well, we did it. This was a list off. No steals, but it was a good time had by all. And I think because, you know, we're not going to pick another topic for next time, I don't believe, right? No, because we've no. got a month or so. Well, they'll have to figure it out themselves. So instead, would you like to plug what you guys are working on on your podcast or life choices? <laughs> like to plug, like to plug my life choices. I've had yeah. my kitchen remodeled this summer, and oh I'm God. not sure I recommend it. Oh no! Um, okay. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yes, please enjoy the most excellent '80s movies podcast uh, and my upcoming. El- I tell you the plot of an Elvis movies. I guess. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Type in ba ha ha bong. <laughs> it'll take you right there. Hashtag ha ha bong. Reach out. All right. And now, Rob, how about you? Uh, Mr. Olson and I are finishing up season one of 10 Random Things, which is our crazy show where we just bring 10 random things to the table. Uh, we're almost at 10 episodes we did for the first season, 100 things, which wow. is crazy. I can't believe we did that. Uh, so we'll be doing that and then taking a break. And then I am in production right now with my daughter on a new podcast called the College Dad, College Daughter Podcast, where we oh. talk about her experiences uh, during her first year in college. And it's pretty cool. We we have each episode, we'll have a different theme, like housing, relationships, failure, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it'll be fun. That's something we're working on over the summer and stuff. So we're looking forward to that. I love That's that. Awesome. Did, did you go to uh, college, Rob? I attended, I attended college. Because are you going to compare your... 
Oh yeah, experiences she's, with her. I went to ASU. She's she's going to ASU too now, different campus. But yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll get to talk about a lot of the things that like it, it's not only just it's 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 helping to start the conversation. We're doing this because it'll help other college parents have those conversations with their kids. We have a very funny relationship that we can talk about pretty much anything. Uh, I think that we may have cut one of the episodes where it was about housing, and it ended with her telling me about her finding a condom wrapper in the dryer of the floors. Uh, laundry mm-hmm. room and how she had to rewash her clothes because she oh, was no. like oh and I was like <laughs> yeah that's thank you for doing that uh, yeah <laughs> so it's that kind of stuff it, it's fun you know it's that funny. sounds wonderful that sounds so, like a really yeah. great thing to do with your daughter good I will keep an eye out for that and Pete Papa Pete and I are getting back in the what's that smell a sometimes funny anxiety podcast uh, we are starting recording next month in June in July and they will probably start coming out end of July early August and other than that I'm just going to be riding a bunch of elevators so thank you so much for joining us we love you and we miss you already we will see you in August say goodbye Chrissy Lenz goodbye Chrissy Lenz and Rob Cabasco, what say you? Goodbye. Oh, my goodness. You really got it heartfelt. Uh, thank you, guys. I've been Tommy Handsome. You've been the audience. And you've been Sat Madden. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.